You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, please feel free to do so at 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line, but we don't have any of those, so let's just get it started with Steve from Alaska. This is more for you, Ryan. Let's do it. But, uh... Once the summer comes around, I want to take some pictures of my smoker and send those to you. I'd love that. I'd like to let everybody know. What do you got? You, you guys that are going to listen to you, so I'm going to assume you're going to play this for everybody. Got my snow machine out today, or the other day, yesterday it would have been, because it's later than that for me right now. But yesterday I got my snow machine out, and, dude, you all got to come to Alaska and check it out. If you haven't done it. Put it on your quote-unquote bucket list. I always hate those things. It's so stupid. Okay. My bucket list is already pretty damn full, <laughs> and I ain't even 50 yet. Get to so work. screw a bucket list. Just go. But come up to Alaska, and Ryan, you come up here, and you stop by my place in Canwell during the summer. You got all the barbecue Dude. you want, and it's on me, buddy. Take it easy, y'all. Sounds like a, I got to figure out where that is now. Not that it, not that it makes any difference, but I I just want to know: is it near people? Because I'm I'm not too familiar with Alaska, but if I had to guess, it would be roughly ninety nine point nine 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 percent is um is nothingness, and then there's some people kind of sprinkled in there. I've actually done that. I've like zoomed into certain areas just to see like if you zoom in far enough, can you find like a little town? Once in a while, like way way at the tippy top, there's like a I think it's more like an oil, uh, oil rigging station or something. It's not like it's not inhabited for any reason other than it needs to be. But yeah, it's uh, aside from a few outposts and then you know Anchorage and a few other spots. Not much out there. Uh, what'd you say? Canwell? Oh, Cantwell. Population of uh, let's see. Cantwell is a census designated place in Denali. As of the 2020 census. CDP was 200. Why do I know? Oh, maybe I'm just thinking of the car. I don't know. I was trying to figure out if that's where they did the uh, the gold mining, but I don't. I don't know. The only thing I see when I go to Google Maps is uh, wild things dog mushing. So that's freaking. Oh, look at the pictures. Wow. I can't even imagine. I'll tell you what. You might be onto something here. You know, I almost moved to Alaska. I um had just met my wife. And had just gotten out of school, and so I'm looking for jobs, and there was a opening in Alaska. And of course, obviously, I could just slide right in because nobody wants to go there. And I was like, you know, this is a good time for me to kind of, you know, see the world and travel, and I can get different, you know, if you're willing, that's what I was always told, if you're willing to move, you're going to have an easier job uh, finding jobs. So I thought this would be kind of cool. And so then my soon-to-be wife was like, "Um, so are we done then, or? I was like, oh, yeah, right, shoot, no, never mind, I'm not going to Alaska, I forgot. (laughs) I'm stupid, don't worry about it. But yeah, I almost went, also almost went to Michigan, where, um, who was that? Not Kumaro, or is it Kumaro? No, not Kumaro, who's the other guy? It's from somewhere in Michigan. 
I almost went there. His hometown, tiny little town in uh, eastern Michigan. The only thing I know about it is the lighthouse. But anyways, I can't imagine looking at some of these views. Like if this was your backyard, maybe it's not, maybe your backyard sucks. But um, just putting a big old smoker out there with a river and then the mountains and whatnot. The bears and, and stuff might suck, but uh, aside from that, super awesome. I don't know how your backyard could suck. It's, like, it's just like open area and mountains. and I mean, obviously, a lot of these pictures are blue skies when it's gray, which is probably more often than not. You know, it's kind of gloomy, but a nice day in Alaska is a super nice, nice day. Kind of similar to Wisconsin in that way. It usually sucks, but... A nice day in Wisconsin is a super nice day. Cantwell Trading Post. <laughs> what do you get there? Firewood bundles, tire service, buy, sell, consign. All right, fair enough. And then you got, of course, you got your uh, food mart. So you're all set. Is that where you get your $20 coffee? You see a picture of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six people over at the old doggone it. And in a town of 200. There's a solid 3% chance that I know exactly what you look like. <laughs> in fact, there is a guy in this picture that is pretty much exactly how I picture you looking. So I'm going to assume that that's you. Anyways, let's move on. I appreciate the invite. Um, I can make no promises, but I can promise you that that does sound awesome. And if I could snap my fingers, I would be there tomorrow. I can promise you that. Hey, Rye. Hey. 1265. Sure is. What's up? Um. So finally... My fever has broke. It's good. It's the fifth day. Oof. Hooray! It's a Friday. Hooray! There you go. And I don't have to start my new job for... Start your weekend. Until a week from Monday. Yep. Hooray! <laughs> That's awesome. Anywho, I am done talking to Aaron Rodgers until decisions are made. Okay. So, with that said, I want to talk about... The Green Bay Packers new starting quarterback, Jordan Love. Okay. See what I did there? I No, I get it. That's good. Um, the Packers are in a really good spot for him to start his career mm -hmm. because they just re-signed Aaron Jones, which he's really good in pass protection. He's got really good hands for check down, and he's great to help in the run game. So he's got that. Yep. He's got a decent offensive line. I agree. Um. He's got some good young receivers, which, by the way, he has been throwing to in practice as well. Mm -hmm. And he probably has more experience with Samori than Rodgers ever did. So right. he's got practice time in with all these guys. And the only thing that's really missing for him is the tight end. Yep. And I know that they'll probably pick up one or two in the draft. But my question is, is there possibly a tight end in the league that we're not seeing that could help him out. Do you know of any? I haven't done the research, but I'm just curious about that. If there's somebody that is affordable that doesn't have to learn for two years before they become a decent tight end, that we could pick up for, for Jordan. Because that would just be the icing on the cake for the kid. Let me know. There are tight ends. Um, as I've mentioned, I hate the free agent question because, I mean, I, I can, there's uh, probably 60 tight ends that I could list off to you here. 
But there's there's several issues. Number one, we don't have a lot of money. I mean, it, it, with any free agent, the biggest issue is we don't have a ton of money. And nobody wants to spend minimal money on a tight end. Everybody that wants a tight end, I'm assuming including you, wants to get somebody that's going to be a really good tight end. But really good tight ends are going to be way too much money, right? So for example, at the top of the list, you've got guys like Mike Kosicki, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper. Now, first of all, there's a good chance that these guys are going to get re-signed with their own teams. Although Dallas is weird because they're kind of in a similar boat with us where they're like, oh, we're keeping all of our running backs. We're going to pay all of them. Plus, they paid their quarterback who they don't want. But whatever. Let's say they don't sign Dalton Schultz and he ends up hitting the market. His, According to Spotrack, his value is about $15 million a year. We can't afford that. It also would be relatively unlikely, in my opinion, that we spend $15 million on a premium tight end um, the same year that it's one of the best tight end classes in the draft that we've seen. You can say, well, we need multiple tight ends. Well, that's true, but you would do it the other way around. Rather than getting the high-priced Dalton Schultz and then getting a fourth-round pick, you would backfill or at least raise the level up to, if we don't hit on something, at least we've got kind of an option here. But, you know, we're not trying to knock it out of the park. We're just trying to raise the level so that we at least have... Basically, we're looking for sort of a Robert Tunyon that maybe could possibly be better than Robert Tunyon without, you know, paying Robert Tunyon again. Which, to be completely honest, that's probably our best option in terms of doing what I'm talking about doing. If Robert Tunyon's five million bucks, that honestly makes the most sense. Or Mercedes Lewis, I guess, if he wants to come back for another three million bucks or something. Something that you're not so committed that you feel the need that you have to play them. And if anything, you want to try to find somebody in the draft that, that you kind of push to get out on the field. And if you do knock it out of the park, you don't feel bad about what you just invested in a guy like Dalton Schultz. Now we're tied up with this guy for four years, $15 million a year, spending $60 million, who knows how much guaranteed for a guy that there's a you know very good chance it's not going to pan out anyways. Guy had 500 yards, five touchdowns last year, whoop-de-doo. Who wants to spend $15 bucks on that when you don't have any money? So... That, that's, that's the general issue with free agency across the board. I, I think we have maybe, depending on with Rodgers and everything else that we're doing, maybe enough money to just kind of raise the level, right? Let's go look at safeties, tight ends, maybe that's it, and just kind of get to the point where if we, you know, so because the, the problem is if we don't do anything at tight end, we have to do something in the draft. And now you're looking at first round saying Jackson Smith and Jigba is the guy. Let's just pretend that they're similar on the board with, with, I don't know, Michael Mayer. Let's just keep him at the top. You don't want to have to say, you know what, let's take Michael Mayer um, because it's a bigger need right now. Even though Jackson Smith and Jigba makes a lot more sense, better fit, can help us to elevate, blah, 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 all the reasons. But if we don't get a tight end, we're kind of screwed. So just get the team to a point where I can, as a GM, draft the best player available and not have to worry about panic drafting. And again, I, don't, I can't see anybody better than Tunyon. I mean, if you just want to do something else, okay, that's fine. But it's going to be another guy at Tunyon's level that's going to cost about the same amount of money. That's probably about the same age. So if you're going to do that, why not keep somebody that's familiar with the system? The only reason I can think is to hope to hit one of those Gutekunst home runs on a low-priced guy that comes out of nowhere and is a stud. But I'd rather just bank on the guy that knows how to do stuff. Hey, Ryan, it's Mikey K here. Hey. I wanted to get your opinion on the mystical third-year jump that we all look forward to in the NFL. Yeah. I was wondering who, if anybody, from that class you think will make that third-year jump. 
do we get to see Eric Stokes make some major plays and really be a contributor after the injury? Do you think Josh Myers lives up to a second-round pick? Does TJ Slayton make any kind of impact now that we are kind of shuffling around the defensive line? Does Shamar Jean Charles do anything more than being on special teams? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the, the the most obvious way to do this would just be to start with the guys with the highest potential, which would be to start with the first round, which would be to start with Stokes. I think it's, you know, for, for every reason. I mean, he he's hyper-athletic, and so with a guy like that, you assume he's a high-ceiling guy, and if he's a high-ceiling guy that went at the back of the first round, it's because he had some work to do, and then he spent the entire second year injured. I think for a rookie, he performed at a really high level. Didn't really see that at the beginning of year two, but that's not that big of a deal. You know, you got to see how the entire year kind of fleshes itself out, especially since the entire defense was a disaster, especially the secondary, until, you know, week, the heck was it, 14 or something? So Stokes not being the greatest version that we've seen of him in the however many weeks he was even active, um, I don't know that that's the greatest representation. So that would be the easiest way to go. Um Otherwise, yeah, I mean, you got Josh Myers. Amari's already gone, obviously. I'm sure Sean Ryan will be gone in two years, too, or a year or so. Uh, you got Royce, Slayton, Shamar, and then, uh, what, McDuffie or something? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at Shamar, it's he's a fifth-round pick for a reason. And although he may take a jump, what is his ceiling? And why would anybody bet on Shamar over Stokes if you if you had to put your money on it? I mean, if you're not putting any money on it and you just like the guy, fine. But is there anybody in their right mind, if somebody stole every dollar out of your bank account and slapped it on the table and said, you have to pick somebody, and if you pick wrong, you lose all of this, would anybody honestly pick Shamar Jean Charles? I can't imagine why you would. So, yeah, I mean, TJ Slayton and Josh Myers are the other options but, um, I mean, the, the the best argument for Slayton maybe is that he's the only one that actually kind of looked like he was doing a little more. Myers, I feel like, has been Myers consistently forever, and so it's hard to imagine him kind of taking a leap anywhere. But again, Slayton, I think, is what he was always going to be. And the, and the idea that this fifth-round pick was going to be this, you know, massive run-defending nose tackle, but was also going to be this elite pass rusher, come on, man. And that's not to say he can't, take a step and get better. But I mean, if, if you're putting your money somewhere at Stokes, I think that's the very obvious next answer. After that, I think it's probably got to be Myers, but I, I don't have a massive amount of confidence in, in him or really anybody else. I like Slayton. I don't see him getting much better than he is or, or much better than he was, let's say, the second half of last year, which is a, a decent enough player. Um, that's pretty much it. I would love it. I mean, honestly, if Stokes and Myers took a step, I'm satisfied. Royce staying the same backup, Slayton staying what he is, Shamar staying what he is, you know, everybody else just kind of remaining what they are, that's fine with me. But if we can have Stokes be a, a I don't want to, you know, overextend here, but just a solid starter, and Josh Myers kind of takes a step into being just better, just, you know, good, I'll be happy. But yeah, I mean, Stokes is the obvious choice for me anyways. Hey, Ryan. Brian from Connecticut. Hey. Um, totally random. Just flying home from the hospital. My wife is there. Going to have a baby later today. Wow. It's our first. Baby is 10 weeks early. Oh, wow. So, A, wish us love, please. And B, um, 
obviously out here that's way too late to actually have an effect, so don't worry about it. But if you uh, named your baby after any one of the Packers, which one would it be? Oh, Figured uh, I'd give you a pretty easy question. Hopefully it's easy. Thanks, Ry. Bye-bye. Well, obviously, um, I hope everything goes uh, fantastic for you. I was honestly surprised to find out how stressful um, many of those occasions could be. Downright scary sometimes, you know. Um, but, you know, that that first kid, man. Oh. So, I uh, hope to hear from you soon. And hope to hear everything is going just absolutely fantastic for uh, you, the baby, and your wife, obviously. But... Um, Boy, all right, so I got to come up with a, a, we're calling it a first name, named after a player. I mean, Romeo is ambitious. <laughs> I mean, that, that could be a home run for your kid if he ends up being just like movie star good looks, takes care of himself, confident. His name is Romeo, like, come on, dude. But that could also really backfire because it's a little lame. Um, Samora ain't going to work. Bo ain't going to work. Christian, no. David, Elton, Josh, John, Zach, Rashid, Royce. I mean, Royce is pretty dope, let's be honest. Jake, Sean, Yash, Caleb, Luke, Josiah, Tyler, Patrick, Jordan. I didn't realize how many just regular old names there are. Jordan. Eh. Aaron, Aaron, Kenny, Devante, TJ, Jonathan, Preston, Devondre, Quay, Rashawn. I mean, it would be cool to have a name that is like, it stands out as being like, oh, you were named after someone. You can't name him Aaron and be like, oh, were you named after Aaron Rodgers? Nobody would know. But also, and I hate to assume things, but just by the tone of your voice, I'm guessing you're a little too white to name your kid Rashawn or Jair. I mean, you could, but it's just, it's not a common name for us folk, you know? It kind of becomes more of a household name when a football player that you root for, you know what I mean? Like, it, like even names like Jair, like I, it's a weird name. But now it's just like, you know, I think if a, if a white dude pulled up to my house and be like, hey, I'm Jim, this is my son Jair, like, dude, dope. I wouldn't even need to ask. I know why you named him Jair, you know. I don't think it would be that weird. So, yeah, I don't know, it's up to you if you want to take that route. Vernon Innes. Innes would be a cool name. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, it, obviously you can get made fun of, but I don't think it could be in a, in a super bad way. Like, we up Innes, you know what I mean? Pat, Jack, Pat. I don't know, we had... I didn't realize we had two Pats on special teams. And Jack. Tyrell, Benji, Ladarius, James, Tyler, Keandre, Jack, Nick, Parker, Chris, Danny, Jeff, and Austin. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like Royce. It might be a little over the top, but it, it stands out a little bit. And it's But but then again, you name your kid after Royce Newman? No offense to Royce. He seems like a cool guy, but. Your kid trying to explain that in 30 years is going to be super weird. Like, you're named after who? Who is that? Played for the Packers like 30 years ago for like a week. That's weird. Yeah, my dad called into some stupid show, and the guy told him to name me Roy, and so they did. My parents are idiots, and that's why I hate them. You know, I don't, wanna, I don't want that to happen to you. So, feeling a lot of pressure here. <laughs> Could you just keep it simple? Call him David, you know? After Bakhtiari. I mean, I don't, I don't care for the name, but there's nothing wrong with David. I'm just saying it's, it's our generation has plenty of Davids. We don't need to pass on more Davids. I mean, who are the, who are the stars? Jair, Rashawn, David, Aaron. I mean, you could just swing for the fences, call him Jordan. Jordan's not a bad name. For Jordan Love, 
But it's kind of like getting a tattoo of your uh, your girlfriend after dating her for like five days. You know what I mean? It's a high risk thing. Stupid to begin with, and then also a lot of risk there. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with Jordan because I feel like I've been waffling on this question for a really long time. But obviously, the most important thing is that you guys are doing good, and I appreciate you calling in with the exciting news. All right, next trivia question for Are You Smarter Than a Pack Dad? Got this. Um, in the movie Talladega Night. Oh, I got this. Uh, Ricky Bobby, played by Will, Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise when he thinks he's on fire. Yep. This is not only a reference to Tom Cruise being like the face of Scientology, but it's actually also a reference to a Tom Cruise racing movie that also oh, features geez. John C. Riley as a co-star. What movie? Don't pick him. Thought you were gonna ask me a Talladega Nights question. Dang it! I was all excited. I'm like, I got this in the bag. You're gonna ask me about the next, the other person? It's Oprah Winfrey. Got it. Done. <laughs> Stupid. Knocked it out of the park. I, I, I had it locked and loaded. I was gonna spit it out. Oprah Winfrey. I know it. Tom Cruise racing movie. Tom Cruise racing movie. <sighs> Does Top Gun qualify as racing? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, Rain Man, he's a car salesman, like uh, sports cars and stuff. Don't exactly remember John C. Riley, but I could definitely see him in one of those in the home with, uh, with the, uh, the Rain Man, you know? I could see him playing a part in that place, but I don't think that's the answer to the question. Oh, what movies has he been in? I don't... Racing movies. Racing what? Race cars? He was a race car driver? Racing horses? Did he race horses? He's kind of a tiny fella. Uh, I I, I want to just say a name of a movie, but I can't think of a single movie that I've... I'm realizing how few movies I've actually seen with Tom Cruise in it. As big and massive of a superstar as he is, it's like biggest actor in the world, and I've seen like four of his movies or whatever. He's not the biggest, but he's up there. He's an A-lister, you know. Like legitimately, how many movies have I... Jerry Maguire, Top Gun, Mission Impossible was garbage, and I didn't even finish it. And... uh. Rain Man, did I say that? Rain Man? That's about it. I want to Google it, but obviously if I see him like sitting in a race car or something, I'll know. But anyways, you're... Um, this is a John C. Riley, and he's... I want to say he's like newer, but it could be one of those things back in the day where he was just up and coming. Nobody really knew who he was. And I'm also trying to figure out, is this like a spoofy movie, which is out of character for Tom Cruise, or is it a serious Tom Cruise movie that was kind of out of character for John C. Riley, Or is it one of those kind of like hybrids? Where it's like an action movie, but it's there's like some funny punchlines with a comedian in it. But I don't know. I'm just going to give up because I, I can't even, I couldn't tell you. All right. The answer to the last trivia question. Here we go. What movie is uh, Will Ferrell referencing when he shouts, Help me, Tom Cruise, outside of the whole Scientology thing? Uh, it's Days of Thunder, which, again, also has John C. Riley in it. Hmm. Go back up. Never heard of it. Days of Thunder, 1990. So it was an old school one. Uh, John C. Riley was Buck Bretherton. You know, if you're going to make up, <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, uh, oh yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, it, as soon as you click on the IMDB, it's a picture of, uh, Talladega Nights, which is funny. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Robert Duvall, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, what's he doing these days? Last time I saw him, he was way off the deep end. He was like in a hotel room with some like lady that I don't think was clothed very much and he was wearing like a mask. Like he was the Joker or something crazy. Oh, some other, oh, you got uh, 
Michael Rooker, who I didn't think I knew until I saw his face, and then Fred Thompson, I know. But yeah, never seen it, never heard of it, don't know anything about it. Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Jersey Bike here. <sighs> Every once in a while, I, gotta, I, I should do this more often. But the Google Translate is hilarious. Hey, Ryan, it's Dirty Bike here. <laughs> what was it last time? I think it was you last time, too. It said something funny. Let me click on it. It says, hey, bag, daddy is... <laughs> I don't think I could even say that. Daddy is uh, doing something to Mike. Sounds like Jersey, but it's not Z. It's it's Jer something inappropriate to Mike. Hey, bag. Daddy is Jer something Mike. I love this. It's freaking. I should just release the transcripts of these things so you can read them and laugh. Anyways, I apologize. Let's start that over. Hey Ryan, it's Dirty uh, Mike. Dirty Mike here. What's up? Um, driving home from the grocery store and thinking to myself, you know, with this whole Aaron Rodgers situation, free agency going on, I was looking at a uh, an NFL.com article yeah. where the uh, Whoever the, artist, whoever the writer was, had the Packers picking up a guy like Arden Key in uh, free agency, which I was like, you know, that's that's not a half bad take. But why would we pick up a guy like Arden Key in free agency? Well, I, I would think we would do that in lieu of maybe drafting a defensive edge rusher in, in the first or second round. And I think that's where a lot of the talent is in this draft class. Um, and if, if that's the case, you know, and I, I do see something like that happen with Goose, you know, he's picked up some, some decent pieces and, and turned them into at least key rotational players um, on this team, if not starters, guys who were left for, for broke. Um, nobody wanted them. Um, and Arden Key isn't horrible. So, and then I got to thinking, okay, well, if we're going to focus defense, why would we focus offense? And, uh, you know, uh, because we got Jordan Love uh, going to be quarterback, most likely. And why do I think that? Well, I think that, uh, what is it, March 13th is the start of free agency. And it seems pretty clear that Gutekunst has kind of made it like, hey, yeah, we got we to gotta talk before free agency and all these quarterbacks go on the market uh, because, you know, they might, they might drop the, the value of you. And we got, so it, it, I, I expect within the next nine to ten days to see some kind of deal with Rodgers get struck or at least talks. And him being traded. If not, I don't know that he does get traded this season. It might be, uh, or, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's what I'm thinking we're looking at. What do you think? All right, go back up. I don't know if I'm, uh, I might just be getting a little sleepy here, Jersey Mike, but I'm I'm uh, trying to keep up with all that. I'm, I'm, just trying to figure out, I guess, what the question is. <laughs> I know you mentioned Arden Key, so I started like pulling up Arden Key stuff, and then it seems like you got off that pretty quick. And it's, I, do you think we're going defense or offense, or or why are we getting Arden Key, or what? What? How does that tie into Aaron Rodgers? Um, let me go back and listen to that again and see if I can figure out what's going on here. All right, so I think I kind of got the first part, but then you kind of got off of it and went on a different tangent but let me let me kind of talk about what i think you were getting at um as far as why would we get a guy like arden key doesn't have to be arden key but a guy like that because we want to take care of the defense in free agency why so that we can take care of the offense in the draft why and i think you were 
planning on saying because we need to build around Jordan Love. But then again, this is obviously just a speculative article. But um, I, I, I think part of the issue is I, I don't personally see a difference between Love and Rodgers in terms of what we need to do moving forward. Um, I think no matter what, and maybe it's maybe you know if you're talking about an inexperienced guy, you you got to get a little bit more um, security in there or something. Get him a little security blanket tight end. I've always loved that combo of of everybody wants to get him a wide receiver. I love getting a tight end. You get this big body. I mean, Michael Mayer wouldn't be the worst. I know he did terrible in his his combine or whatever, but just sort of this big body guy that you can dump the ball off to and um, you know in in a pinch or Kincaid or. Washington or whatever you want to do. I don't really care. But ultimately, I mean, if you want to help your quarterback, you help your team. I mean, you know, everybody complains about, well, how could you expect Aaron Rodgers to do anything? He's never had a defense. Well, he's never had a wide receiver. He's never, I mean, it doesn't matter what the position is. It's going to help your, your quarterback. Quarterback needs wide receivers, needs offensive line, needs tight ends, needs running back, needs defense, needs special teams. Field position matters. Points matter. So, I mean, you can, you can help your quarterback in a lot of different ways. So, um, I think there might be slight. <laughs> I swear. So glad we got this couch downstairs now. We have constant parties down. It is kind of nice that the kids can be down here, but you're going to be hearing more of that. I, I guess the biggest thing I would wonder is, do they genuinely see big changes in the offense? I mean, because I, I think there are maybe different playing styles. And honestly, I now that I'm thinking about it, if it is Jordan Love, I mean, either way, we could use a Jackson Smith and Jigba slash tight end. But I feel like with Rodgers' style of wanting to always attack down the field, and with Justin Fields, or Justin Fields, good Lord. I don't know why Jordan and Justin just trips me up. Do that all the time. Jordan Love seems to be a little bit more of a, in my opinion, traditional West Coast offense, which is just kind of picking your way down the field. You know, we're going to stretch you out, we're going to find that open spot, and we're just going to drop the ball right in there. It's just quick, rhythmic, bing, 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 bing. And so you want to find those guys that just find those open areas. You know, you get the tight end, the, the, the big mismatch tight end, or the JSN. These guys that are just going to, you know, Christian Watson opens up the field. And yeah, you can definitely throw to him, but he opens up the field. Which is, again, that's kind of the point. We, we stretch it that way, you know, vertically. And we stretch you horizontally. We confuse which direction you're going in your alignments with our motion. So that you're confused, you're hesitating, and you got to cover the entire field. Then we get guys to find those open spots, and there's going to be because you only have 11 guys to cover way too much space. And with proper timing, proper ball placement, and good route running, it's an unstoppable offense. But you just got to make sure that you got those guys. And so I I do kind of wonder if, and again, Rodgers could absolutely utilize Jackson Smith and Jigba. And certainly if he's a a good route runner and kind of has that mind meld, I mean, Rodgers would love to just pound the rock to the guy 24-7, which is, in my opinion, annoying, but he would use him. But I mean, it's just it's it's minor things like that that maybe you can kind of look at it and say, well, maybe there's slight variance in in how the offense would be run and who would, but but not really, at least not to the degree where this person would be you would draft if it's Rodgers and this person you wouldn't if it's Love. Maybe slight variation, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested if anybody can think of something in their mind where. I mean, feel free to call in 608-501-0718. If, if it's Jordan Love compared to Aaron Rodgers, who is your pick? And if it's different, tell me who it is. I mean, just, I mean, it could be anybody. I'm obviously don't know who's going to be available, but assuming they're re- realistic options, you know, if you would go offensive tackle for, 
for Rodgers and, and and a tight end for Love or something. That's you know, just let me know because I I I don't know if if tackles the biggest need for our quarterback. It's the biggest need for our quarterback, no matter what. Um, I mean, maybe you could say, well, Rodgers is a little bit better under pressure, or maybe because Jordan Love is a little bit more um, capable with his escapability and with his legs, it's not as big of a priority. I don't know. I don't know. I think the GM generally just wants to fix the team, though, and get the best players, and I think that's going to happen no matter what. So I hope I kind of answered your question. I, I feel like you had three in there, and I, don't, I didn't answer one, but feel free to call back and let me know what, what I missed. Hey, you know, if the Packers decide to draft Jordan Battle yeah. uh, as a safety, then the competition for safety number one is going to be a savage battle. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> savage and bad. I mean, it would be the best safety group in the NFL as far as just awesome names. I'm also kind of interested in, in Jordan Battle. I need to go back and kind of watch this because – I've mentioned this before, not a ton, but Jordan Battle was like my number one guy on my entire 2023 big board when I did one immediately after 2022. Basically, I took this formula that I had created to build my 2022, and I just plugged in the 2023 guys just to look at it. Jordan Battle was the number one player in the entire draft class, and he completely fell off. And you're like, well, he had a terrible season. They said, okay, but sometimes that happens. I mean, it kind of happened to Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know he didn't play a ton. So it's not like he put it on full display an entire season of like, what the heck are you doing? But I still got to wonder, is, is there something where you, I mean, that's, that's what happened with Jordan Love. His last year was not great, but the year before is the one everybody goes back to and is like, yeah, but go look at two years ago. Then you see the real potential. I just wonder about Jordan Battle, because I don't know how you can be a lock first round prospect. I mean, granted, Arden Key was that guy too. I mean, it happens. Arden Key that you mentioned, or that was mentioned not too long ago, Jersey Mike. I remember when he was just the dude, and then he just plummeted and completely fell out. It, it, it happens. Uh, Christian Kirk, greatest, most dynamic wide receiver we've ever seen, and he ends up, what was he, a late first-round pick. So there's always those guys. That stuff happens, but um, it still makes you kind of wonder, like, well, let's, let's slow down. I want to go back and see, was it just a complete miss based on early projection? Or because I, I wasn't projecting anything. It was just based on the number. Purely based on the numbers, it was the top guy, and all the people scouting the college football ranks were like, yeah, no, he's a stud. Your, your numbers are dead on. So he was a stud. I just don't know what happened. Anyways, uh, we should probably take a quick break right here. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast. It would be super greatly, amazingly appreciated if you could do so. You can do it for as little as $1 per month. Still do not have a uh, March supporter yet. Not that it really means anything, but it would just be kind of cool to check that box. If you're not a Patreon person, you could always hit me up on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. Otherwise, please check out uh, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at FertileGroundRanch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view 
on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, back, Daddy. It's Nate. Hey. Um, I was just uh, having a thought about the draft. Um, I know we're we're kind of all at least partially in the same mindset that we don't we don't really think that cornerback is so much of a positional need. But like you were talking about on uh, today's podcast, like they met with a lot of defensive backs and they weren't primarily safeties. In fact, it was more corners than safeties. And then I was kind of remembering what a lot of coaches and, and, and you hear people say, like, you can never have enough corners in this league. And then after that, I was also thinking, like, look what happened to us. Like, our, you know, you get one of our corners, two of our corners get injured or they're out for a game. And then suddenly we're playing the game of, you know, who is starting at corner? Who is that? Who's covering that guy? You don't even know the guy's last name because. You know we have we have a strong starting crew, but who who comes after that? Who who's who do we have on the bench? So you know, if some corner depth is never going to be a bad thing, um, especially if we can get some high end talent to come in because corners are just unbelievably important in this league, and I'm pretty sure they're like a staple of the Joe Barry defense. Like I don't know, um, it makes a ton of sense to me. I wouldn't be surprised if. Their first pick is a corner, especially because it's a it's a decent corner class. I know we all want tight end. Um, a lot of people somehow want wide receiver again, even though we just drafted two wide receivers who are uh, showing flashes. But uh, yeah, just don't be surprised if they take a corner. Go pet go. Yeah, I don't I don't entirely disagree. I think the biggest issue I have with specifically what you said is is the word depth because you can't mix first round and depth. Those, those two things don't go together. So there needs to be a specific plan. Um, a lot of people want to just kick Razul to safety, which, as many of you know, usually that kind of annoys me when we just want to move people to safety as though it's 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 every year. There's always a corner that we just, oh, just put him at safety. Be what, he'd be a great safety. Kevin King and everybody else are all just great safeties. Um, I don't know that, and I would hate to build an entire season around, um, you know, moving a corner to safety and hoping that that doesn't suck which it probably will um, because, you know, that's that's a heck of a gamble when your entire season is on the line and now you've got extra corners and no safeties. But, um, I mean, I, it, it, it's a possibility, I, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, so you draft Christian Gonzalez and the dude's a stud and I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. I would think it would have to be Gonzalez and Stokes on the boundary and Jair in the slot. It has to be. And so the, the the biggest issue, I mean, there's a lot of issues. Number one, again, Razul is, is gone, and he has to play safety. And if he sucks at it, we we not only lose out on, um, and we might be going backwards as far as corner too, because if Christian Gonzalez isn't as good as um, 
Razul as a rookie, which is entirely possible, then we just went backwards. Um, and uh, on top of the opportunity cost of not getting other guys at other positions of need. So that, that, that's the other thing. There's other positions that are easy to upgrade. Even if a, a guy comes in as a rookie and is mediocre, it's an upgrade. We can do that at safety. We can do that at tight end. We can do that in a lot of different positions. Corner is not one of those positions. We have three guys that I have uh, expectations of at least being adequate starters, which is, which is if you have a rookie that's an adequate starter, that's a good season. So it's unlikely that they would come in and, and produce better than, um, than Razul would. But then on top of that, it's just, it's a matter of you're, you're so stuck in that because what are we going to do? We're going to bench Gonzalez and then put, you know, if, if it's two wide receivers, we put Jair on the boundary and bench Gonzalez. Well, that sucks. Are we going to bench Jair? Are we ever going to put Jair on the boundary? What if they've got a really good corner on the boundary? Well, then who's in the slot? We put Razul back in the slot and then we put Christian Gonzalez on the bench and then we put some scrub in, at safety. I mean, it's just, it really puts us in a spot where we, you know, again, you can say you can never have too many corners, but that's obviously not true, not literally or even figuratively, in my opinion, it's it's not true. It's, there, there's an, there's a number at which you're, you're kind of, it's, it's kind of like, you ever hear about eating protein? There's, there's, there's essentially just a, a maximal number of protein that your body can take in and everything after that just, you know, makes you kind of stink. It, it it doesn't do anything. Your body can't absorb it. So, I mean, you can keep pumping protein in your body thinking you're getting jacked. You know, I'm eating, you know, four grams of protein per pound of lean body weight, but that's useless. <laughs> your body can't do anything with it. It's just just going right back out. So I, I kind of feel like that with some positions too. I mean, there's there's sort of that overflow thing like you got in your bathtub. You know, you leave the water on all you want. The water's just going to flow out. So don't draft talent that isn't going to be utilized. Don't draft talent that's going to sit on the bench. You know, I, I, if, if we're going to upgrade, let's upgrade. What are we upgrading? I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to Christian Gonzalez or whoever else. But if that just means him taking Jair's spot, do we really think we got better? It's, it's, it's tough to believe that we did. You know, and again, we're talking two wide receivers, our, our rookie corner sitting on the bench with Razul at safety. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I would much rather, I mean, if, if that's the best player available, then we either draft him or we trade back. I mean, those are our two options. Um, and I, you know, no question. Corner is one of the most important positions in football. And if there's a way to utilize them, let's do it. But I just hate the idea of them sitting on the, and, and granted you do that. If you get a pass rusher too, you know, he's going to be on the bench a good portion of the time because they rotate. I mean, that's true if you're the number one pass rusher because they rotate them so much. But um, yeah, I just I, I just have a hard time figuring out the optimal way to utilize that, especially when you talk about upgrading. You know, because if you just think about what we already have, if you just put it on a scale of, of 10, well, our corners are, are, let's just say, a 7. Well, if you draft somebody that's a 7, that's a great rookie, but he didn't upgrade Jack. So that was kind of a waste. But if you upgrade a position like tight end that we have, that's like a two and he comes out like a seven, that's a massive upgrade. So I would, I just want to upgrade. And I just don't see that as the, the best area to upgrade. Um, but again, I could be talked into it. I do like the corners. I know they're strong and there's probably a situation where it can work, but um, you know, there's a lot of situations where teams are just running two wide receivers and we got two guys. We have three guys. 
I don't know that we need a fourth guy. You know, we have two first round guys. So depth, yeah, definitely. But I don't want Christian Gonzalez to be depth or Joey Porter to be depth. You know, we can draft, uh, I don't know, Riley Moss or Makai Garner or something. They can be depth. It's just where I'm at. And and again, I kind of go back and forth because I look at Gonzalez and I'm like, dang, I like that guy. And you could could see it kind of working out. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I just, I see talent sitting on the bench and it just drives me nuts. I can't. I can't get behind that. Is Nate calling in um, again just because we have the last trivia oh, question for Are You Smart? Boy, Captain. here we go. Um, at least the last of the initial stuff. If you if you liked uh, doing it, maybe I could uh, keep calling in and I'll just switch to like NFL trivia or even just regular trivia. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. But final trivia question for this round here. All right, so Burt Reynolds stars Ugh. in both the original and the remake of The Longest Yard. But a lot of people don't realize movie. he actually did play football. Uh, he was a college star, in fact, an All-American at Florida State. At what position? Burt Reynolds was an All-American at Florida State. At what position? Go, Peko. Burt Reynolds. That's tough. Um... I'm kind of torn because Burt Reynolds is, he's kind of that like old school uh, heartthrob where he's like a mix of like um, being a hardcore, angry uh, guy that gets into a bar fight. So then you're thinking, well, he was a linebacker or something crazy. But then at the same time, that was just everybody. And he's kind of like, I don't want to say pretty boy, that's a little unfair, but but in a way, you know, again, sort of that hard throw, which makes you think like quarterback. And it's like, well, even quarterbacks back then were probably throwing guys through windows. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about the All in the Family uh, <laughs> theme song. Those were the days And you do when you It's probably a uh, I'm going to get canceled for even playing that song. <laughs> Takes on a whole new meaning these days, too, doesn't it? It's another level to that. Anyways, what are you talking about? Oh, Burt Reynolds. Um, What's well, kind of an in-between thing? Not not like quarterback where he doesn't want to get hit. Like, it's somewhat of a violent thing, but not... Maybe like tight end or something, you know? It's like it, it, it takes some physicality, but it's still kind of a glamorous thing. It feels wrong. Like, I, I, I should just say linebacker. Could be could be like a fullback too though. Yeah. Those are the three. Fullback, tight end, linebacker that I'm kind of stuck on. And I shouldn't spend too much time on it because there's probably none of those. Um I'm just I'm gonna say tight end. I'm just going tight end. Let's go. Come on, Nate. Is this the answer? Give me the answer. Give me the answer. Hey, it's Nate. Um I know that usually uh guys like switching positions and playing out of positions is is something you know people don't really want, but man, do you imagine taking Nolan Smith and then just being like, "Hey, man, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna start putting you through every running back drill and test that we have for the next few months, and we're just gonna get you ready." Because if that dude can move like that at that size, like <laughs> Derrick Henry, who like, he would just clobber, clobber dudes. I mean, I, I think he's playing the wrong position, but you know, um, that's that's just my my take there. I know it's never going to happen, but that would be pretty awesome to see. Go back up. Yeah, that or 
inside linebacker too, you know. I mean, I think he's a perfect fit. He's he's not undersized at all. Still elite speed. If the guy can cover, which most linebackers can't anyways, you can still use him to blitz. All right, let's do uh let's do one more. Uh good morning, Ryan. It's Saturday and I've had a chance to actually look over some of the uh defensive linemen and linebacker uh, videos from the combine. Uh, first time I've been able to kind of scour things and look at things with a different perspective. And, uh, I'm pretty impressed with these guys and how fast these guys are moving down the line on the 40. Uh, it's just completely scary that a guy 6'4 can run under five seconds these days. So, uh, I'm just kind of wondering, just looking ahead, what we think we could do with the defensive line. I think there's a lot of good prospects there. Uh, and judging from the linebacker core, too, I mean, there's always a chance they pick another linebacker, too, uh, in place of, uh, you know, for Devondre Campbell at some point. So um, I know the safety is probably our, one of our biggest concerns, and the depth really isn't there at all. Um, so I, I am confident that Goody can find in the pre agent market um, probably another starting safety if it's the way it sounds Amos is gone. So I'm just hoping they, they can get at least maybe one or two guys in free agency and uh, build from that and then plug in a rookie when uh, he's ready. So we shall see what happens with that. Um, my other concern going into uh, this weekend is um, free agency when it comes to tight ends. I think uh, you've said many times that a lot of rookie tight ends just don't contribute right away and we're kind of looking really thin on that mark too. So I think they will free up some cap space to assign somebody. I'm not really a big Gasecki fan. Um, I know Schultz is out there as one option, but, um, who knows? So, um, we shall see. I hope and pray that, uh, they pick at least two tight ends in the draft to make a, you know, a better stab at it. And, uh, we shall, uh, move on from there. So have a great weekend. Yeah, I kind of touched on tight end already. I, I, and it's the same with safety. Um, I could be way off the mark here, but I think any major swing at safety is probably not really coming. I don't know that we have that amount of space to drop $15 million on a tight end or, or you know, 15 or whatever, 10, 15, whatever it's going to be for the top safeties. Probably, yeah, probably above 15 even. Um, and, and the other thing is if we wanted somebody that was somewhat in between, you would, again, why wouldn't you just bring Amos back? I think if they're going to do something at safety or tight end, it's going to be somebody cheaper and not as good as like Adrian Amos, because otherwise you could just have Adrian Amos. The only other option would be to get somebody better, but I don't know that there is somebody. I know he had a bad year, but he's consistently been a top 10 safety in the NFL. Finding somebody better than Adrian Amos is going to be hard to do, period, at safety in, in, in free agency. So, I mean, they, I, I agree. I think they're probably going to do something. Um, but I, I just think that, um, you know, they're, they're going to be minor depth pieces and nothing that would make them go, okay, we're good. We don't need that. And then as far as tight end, I don't know that I said that they don't really produce as rookies. I think people in general don't produce as rookies. My thought was that most tight ends just aren't good just at all. But then I went back and looked at it and saw that actually the the hit rate for tight ends isn't actually that bad when you look at first round tight ends. 
And then also you got to look at the fact that most of the tight end classes are not good. There's just not a lot that it's why there's none taken in the first round. It's not just because um, nobody would ever do that. They would, and they do. I mean, they, they, we've seen tight ends go top 10 if, if they're good enough. So um, the fact that this is a stacked tight end class, um, and I, I don't have any reason to believe that a tight end would, would not produce um, as a rookie at, a, at a, any other rate than any other position. I, the only position I think I've talked about that seems to struggle early on is defensive tackle. There's probably others, but that's the only one I've had a, that I've seen um, very clear evidence of. You, you look at the first two years for defensive tackles and they just all like all of them out of probably 30 or 40 or 50 suck. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's the case, but, but again, I, I, I don't think because it, it kind of works in both directions, right? You, you don't want to go into the draft not having a position and having to do something in the draft. But you also don't want to, you know, quote-unquote, fix a problem. And then you get into the draft and you've got somebody just sitting there. You know, let's say Darnell Washington falls to us in the second round. And it's like, well, crap, we just paid freaking Dalton whatever is nuts. Um, and we, could, we could get him, but I wish we hadn't now. You know, it also works from that direction. And again, especially in a situation where it's deep. You know, if it was a really weak, like like the safety class looks weak. So we absolutely need safeties, and it's not a strong safety class. So if we are going to take a big swing, it's probably there. But tight end is just loaded. So again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do something maybe in free agency at tight end, but I think it's going to be very minor, as in somebody not as appealing as, as Tunyon. Because again, if we wanted if we wanted somebody like that, we would just get Tunyon. And I can't imagine taking a bigger swing because why would we spend all that money? I don't understand it. But who knows? We'll see how it goes. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. You guys have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.